Seisling. You're listening to Detroit Today. I am here filling in for Stephen Henderson. And now I want to change gears a bit and talk about summer reading. So it's that wonderful time of the year when many of us are carving out time away from work, maybe getting out of town, hitting the beach, or just finding an afternoon to sit on the porch or under a tree and crack open a book. And while many people's routines were upended during the pandemic, the past year or so, it also allowed for many of us to fall into new patterns. And for me, reading is one of the new habits I picked up this past year. I read so much for this job, producing Detroit Today, and many of the books are really compelling, issue-oriented texts interrogating the social, political, cultural inequities of our society. And don't get me wrong, there has never been a more important time to educate ourselves about the injustices of our world and to take in the perspectives offered by brilliant writers and thinkers with backgrounds very different than our own. But with the heaviness of this past year, I found myself carrying the stress of everyday life into binging on Netflix and doom scrolling on social media until the wee hours, until suddenly it was like a switch went off and I decided to let myself read for the absolute pleasure of it. So if I wanted to pick up a dystopian sci-fi classic, I did it. Wanted to escape to a far-off place for a story of food, family, and romance, I dove in with Abandon. Suddenly, I realized I was reading more than I had in years and feeling really good, really expansive, in a way that was markedly different than before the reading had taken hold. All of that being said, I'm really excited to welcome my next guest who has lots of great summer reading recommendations for the months ahead. And I'll also get to some of my personal picks and mention some recommendations from a few local bookshops as well. Jenny Brown is the senior editor at Shelf Awareness, a newsletter about books and publishing, and she joins me now. Jenny Brown, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Anna Marie. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. So, all right, you have got lots of really great picks, and I want to make sure that we talk about as many as we can. Uh, and I should say before we dive in, uh, if you are listening and you have a summer book recommendation that you are really excited to share and let us know about, give me a call, 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. Let me know what you are reading if you have a summer book pick, something that you're excited to read but maybe haven't started yet. Of course, you can also go on Twitter and use the hashtag Detroit Today. All right. So, Jenny, first up, uh, kind of going back to what we were just talking about on the show a bit earlier, and that is uh, kind of this really unique moment that we are at with work. uh, And this first pick that you have is somebody that we recently had on the show talking about the future of work. That is Sadal Neely. Her book is kind of related to this subject that we were just talking about. Let's start there. Tell me about Sadal Neely's book. Yes. So um, I was very intrigued by your your previous um, speaker because the book that I'm thinking of is Remote Work Revolution. And Sidal Neely has studied global companies for, I think, 20 years. She's been working on this book. Um, And what she realized is that in, in the face of the pandemic, a lot of the things she was discovering about effective remote work was very applicable at a time when we were all working from home. So um, she talked a lot about um, how to be inclusive with um, members of your work team, how to make everybody feel heard. And a lot of the things were also applicable to conversations we've been having about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, 
one of my favorite things about it, Anna Marie, was the, her quote about leadership, which she quoted Frances Frey and Anne Morris. Um, and her definition of leadership was empowering other people as a result of your presence and making sure that impact continues into your absence. Mm. So that idea of trusting your team, whether you're all together or not, and using those um, times when you are together on Zoom as touch points for, for going forward. All right. And uh, so speaking of authors that we've actually had on Detroit today, I want to take this opportunity to mention one of my picks, and that is The Book of Delights by Ross Gay. So this one came out a couple of years ago, but it was new to me. And essentially, it's a series of essays that came from Gay's kind of self-guided project to write about a source of delight each day for a year. And, you know, this book, it's a really good example of a style that is really easy to read, which I think is important right now because a a lot of people, you know, the pandemic created a lot of stress. It made it hard to sit down and open a big kind of doorstopper of a novel. So books like Gaze that have this kind of shorter prose, these small little essays, it makes for really digestible, accessible reading. And I know that you've got a couple of recommendations kind of in that same vein, Jenny. Talk about those. Yes. First of all, I love Book of Delights. I'm so glad you mentioned it, Anne-Marie, because um, it's just as you said, you know, you can almost read an essay a day and just feel like at least you're touching base with some some wonderful writing. Um, another book that's very similar, I think, is um, Three Simple Lines by Natalie Goldberg. And some of your listeners may know of her through her book, Writing Down the Bones, which sort of revolutionized the way people think about writing as a way of just kind of unpacking whatever they're thinking about. And Three Simple Lines is really, it's part memoir, part travelogue, part meditation and writing guide as she makes a pilgrimage to Japan to visit the sites of importance to the great haiku masters. And it's really, you know, she, she gets into forgiveness. I mean, it's just, she, and it's a very brief volume and very, um, like the Book of Delights, very brief essays. So um, I just, it's one of my favorite books that came out in January this year, and I just, keep going back to it over and over as I do with Book of Delights. And then the just, other book. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. The other book I wanted to mention is a book called Anthropocene Reviewed. That's A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-C-E-N-E. And this is um, a collection of 44 essays by John Green. They began as podcasts um, by the same name, which he did at WNYC Studios, one of your sister studios in New York City, um, NPR. And Anthropocene is the name given to our current geologic age. So he's really kind of looking at um, structure and thinking about things that are important to our society, like the Internet and um, songs, baseball. I mean, they're sort of eclectic, but all of them have this wonderful way of really thinking about what is our relationship to the world right now as a result of being at home for a year and thinking about the things we've missed and the people we've missed. Um, There's a lot of humor. There's a lot of um, just wonderful kind of reflection. And one of my favorites was Old Lang Syne, where he talks about a friendship he has with Amy Krauss Rosenthal um, and her impact on his writing and the meaning of her friendship and mentorship. The other is... um, Three Farmers on Their Way to a Dance, which is a photograph of three men, young men, on their way to a dance who then go on to fight in the Great War and just kind of how our lives can shift in an instant. Um, And he talked about how often we, you know, we think of writing as kind of a chronological unpacking of an event, 
But here he's really thinking about emotional chronology, which I thought was a really interesting thing. Absolutely. Um, think about. And Anthropocene Reviewed, this book is getting, uh, I've really been seeing it mentioned in, on a lot of kind of summer reading picks and uh, summer reading reviews. And um, it was, speaking of that, is actually one of the books that uh, Paige's bookstore here in Detroit recommended. And I want to mention a couple of other top summer picks from the team over at Paige's. Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Booley, uh, who is a native Michigander, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and Six of Crows series by Lee Bardugo. Uh, we also have somebody coming in on Dave from Twitter says that I've been reading D-Day Girls, the spies who armed the resistance, sabotaged the Nazis, and helped win World War II by Sarah Rose. I never knew that the British sent bilingual female spies into France. Great book so far. Dave, thanks so much for that tip. That one sounds really interesting. Uh, So, um, Jenny, going back into your picks, uh, obviously June is Pride Month. And that being said, I know that the Pride issue of self-awareness is coming out and there are some picks in there. Tell me about those. Yes, thank you for asking. Um, One of my favorites is Chosen and the Beautiful. Um, and it's a queer retelling of The Great Gatsby by Nhi Vo, and that's spelled N-G-H-I, and her last name is V-O. And in, in her retelling, the narrator is Jordan Baker, Daisy's childhood friend, um, but he, Vo's Jordan, is North Vietnamese, and she's an adoptee with a Manhattan Park Avenue address. So she still gets involved with Nick Carraway, um, all the things that we know of the classic, but just really an interesting lens to think about the events of that classic novel. Mm. Uh, the next one is called One Last Stop, and it's the latest book from the author of Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. It's a queer romance with kind of a supernatural twist, very light reading, very fun, um, and really interesting. Um, and then the last one I wanted to mention was Gina Yashir's funny, intelligent, and bittersweet memoir, Cack Handed, Yashir, um, Y-A-S-H-E-R-E. She's the British correspondent on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and she actually has an engineering degree. I mean, really interesting kind of path to where she wound up, um, to to where most of us know her on The Daily Show. So, okay, we do have a caller coming in from Rochester. Uh, Brad is on the line. Uh, Brad, welcome to Detroit Today. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I've got a couple uh, books uh, for uh, July and August combined, the two exclusive summer months coming up. Uh, for July, I'm uh, going to be reading the collected poems of Langston Hughes, uh, one of my favorite uh, black uh, poets uh, of uh, 20th century America. I first uh, heard about him uh, as a young kid uh, in my preaching uh, years in the 70s uh, when uh, uh, Motown legend Diana Ross on a live album she did uh, mentioned uh, in uh, hit one of his poems, uh, whether it was a few lines or not, uh, off a live album that my older brother had back in the day. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this year marks the milestone centennial of his uh, very first poem that came out. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, given the fact that our Fourth of July celebration is up. Uh, Coming up around the corner, he had up. It has his taken. It's one of the poems that and it, it starts out as Fourth uh, of July, and he gets his own uh, thought about it. And uh, for August, uh, my choice uh, it, it, for biography is uh, 
a biography of one of the most uh, underappreciated poets of the 20th century. It's called Red Comet, A Short Life and Blazing Art of Sylvia Plath by Heather Clark. And uh, although I'm not a big fan of poetry as much as I uh, would uh, like to be, I do think it's a little bit of a um, radical departure from uh, what I usually uh, normally like to read in other than the Bible in terms of Christian uh, living my primary choice in U.S. history, my secondary choice. Mm-hmm. Brad, got it. Thanks so much for those recommendations. And uh, Jenny, before we get back into some of your additional picks, I also want to mention, speaking of poetry uh, that we just heard from Dave there, um, also source bookseller picks include a post-colonial love poem by Natalie Diaz, along with Wilmington's Lie by David Zucchino, The Dead Are Arising by Les Payne. Night Watchman by Louise Erdrich and Franchise by Marsha Chatelaine, who we actually had on Detroit Today a while back. So uh, getting out of the uh, the tangible books, you've also got some really good audio books. Talk about some of the audio books that people might be interested in, you know, for those days where maybe you just want to lounge on the beach and listen to something or you're on a big summer road trip. Tell me about some of those audio books. Yes. Um, one of my favorite audio books is Dutch House which is um, Ann Patchett's wonderful novel about the impact of a house on a, on a family. Um, it's narrated by Tom Hanks, who um, is, is Danny, the, the main um, character in the book. And he talks about what it means when his, his mother kind of becomes overwhelmed by the house and leaves the family, and then his father remarries and brings in a woman who is just as excited about the house as his father is. But she also brings her two children, and it's just a fascinating discussion of kind of family dynamics and um, seen through the lens of this wonderful narration of Tom Hanks as Danny. Um, and then another book I absolutely loved was The Year of Yes, which has been out for a while by Shonda Rhimes. But what's great about it is she talks about Thanksgiving with her older sister, who she's kind of the mentor for the family, the older sister. And um, Shonda Rhimes starts telling her sister about all these wonderful invitations she's had. And her sister says, are you going to say yes to any of them? And Shonda says, well, no. And she says, because you never say yes to anything. And that becomes sort of a mantra for Shonda Rhimes. She starts saying yes to everything, including um, delivering the Dartmouth commencement speech. She was an alumna from Dartmouth. And you actually get to hear the speech on the audiobook, which I thought is so interesting. And several of her other speeches are also included. Um, but she's the writer of Grey's Anatomy. She talks about casting Sandra Oh. It's really just this wonderful life-affirming audiobook. Um, and the last one I wanted to mention is Talking to Strangers, which is narrated by author Malcolm Gladwell. And he uses specific examples to discuss how cultural background and styles of communication can result in dramatic misunderstandings. Um, he frames the book around the Sandra Bland case, the black woman who left her home just outside of Chicago to take a new position in Texas and is pulled over in a traffic violation and ends um, tragically with her death in jail. Um, and, but he has actual audio footage from that encounter and other interviews that he he conducted. He includes pieces of those as well. So it's a really interesting way to um, 
to experience that book. Wow. All right. So we have so many great recommendations. And I should let people know who are maybe scrambling, trying to write things down or thinking, oh, darn it, I'm driving. I want to be able to look at these. Don't worry. All of these are going to be up on the web, WDET.org, a little bit later. And uh, as we do wrap up here, I do want to mention one more uh, summer pick from the team over at 27th Letter Books, Terminal Boredom by Izuma Suzuki, Data Feminism by Catherine D'Ignazio, Arsenic and Adobo by Mia P. Mansanala, and Scorpion Fish by Natalie Bacopoulos. All right. So and WDET, I should let everybody know, is going to be launching our own summer book club next week. This year, the whole station is going to be involved from news to culture to Detroit today. Be the first to find out what we are reading by joining the WDET Book Club Facebook group. You can do that by going online to WDET.org slash book club. All right, Jenny Brown. So for people who have not been reading, any final words, any kind of inspiration you can give people to crack open a book this summer? Yes, I would love to just mention two more in paperback. Lust oh, by Jenny and Lalani. Okay. And notes on a silencing. They both have gotten all kinds of awards and you may have missed them during the pandemic. Got it. All right, Jenny Brown, Senior Editor at Shelf Awareness, a newsletter about books and publishing. Thank you so much. You are listening to WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR, your connection to news, music, and conversation. Tune in. We'll be back Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.